about a game of badminton? No, thanks. What's the matter? Scared of the little birdie? That's it. I am going out there and I'm mopping up the lawn with that guy. I'm not. Do not go out there and make a scene. Just remember, remember, you are a bigger person than he is. Angela, whatever you do, don't mention big. Okay. I won't. I promise. All right. What do you say we go out there and throw another shrimp on the Barbie? Okay. You grab his feet. Hello. Welcome back to AOOA. This is the Boss Podcast. I'm Tori. And uh, I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of Who's the Boss. Which, in case you haven't noticed, we are doing it. We are. We're halfway. So this marks the halfway point. Today's episode is the season finale of season four. Mm. And so now we have four more seasons to go. Uh, no. What? No, we only have... Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. Oh, yeah, my God. My I'm brain sorry. is fried. No, it's all right. We are halfway. We're halfway. You're right. You were right. So all we but have to do halfway, is... halfway, that's... Right. All we have to do is what we've done many. one more time. Okay. And we have, I think it's taken us, so we're Yeah, how now long did it take us? 11 months. So we started this okay. podcast on August 15th. It is now July 10th, and we're all recording right. the... Um, Another year? Six. No big deal? <laughs> But you know what? Maybe we'll, you know, kick it, kick it up. Yeah. I, would I mean, like it'll to... still be the same amount for the people. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, if we had more, I'd post more at a time. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hard. But, yeah. When well, life, and life it, gets in the we way. were hoping to get this done in time for the reboot, and I feel like now. <laughs> now it's going to be done way before the reboot. Right, because the reboot's, re- reboot's never, reboot is never going to happen. Okay, so today we're going to cover season four. Episode 24. Mm. The title of this episode is The Two Tonys. It first aired on Tuesday, May 17th, 1988. It is the season finale, as I've already said. And the TV Guide summary says, The game is pool, and Tony is primed to beat his ex-girlfriend's husband. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, it's intense. It's, it's yeah, like a, it's, I know, it seems... It's like the start of a... You know, some kind of Sylvester Stallone movie yeah. or something. The game is pool. <laughs> My, uh, you want mine? Yes, of All course. Right. I get two. Uh-huh. First one is uh, Tony runs into an old girlfriend who has married another man named Tony, who turns out to have lived in Tony's, mich- uh, in Maselli's, sorry, pardon me, Maselli's shadow ever since. To help boost his ego, Tony Maselli, in parentheses, uh, organizes a pool match. Actually, he doesn't, right? It's the other guy that organizes it. No, he, he, he says, name the game, and Tony says pool. Maselli says pool. Oh, he I think, does? I think so. Oh, okay. Crap. Never mind. He organizes a pool match, which he intends to lose, but there's one problem. He can't stand the other Tony. I don't really know. That kind of goes nowhere. Sorry. Let me read the next one. <laughs> um, Tony bumps into an old... This is from... This is the one that we get every week. Okay. From the person we get. Every, I don't want to say their name, but... Um, Tony bumps into an old flame Darlene who married an arrogant mattress king. Tony... But, Tony Petardi, but constantly belittles him without realizing so while measuring every man by practically perfect Maselli. That's it? No, I'm, oh, oh, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, Angelo invites the Petardis. Angelo. No, I'm sorry. It says Angelo, and I knew I was going to read it like that, <laughs> but it's actually Angela. It is. It is. 
Angela. <laughs> it's just there's too many Italian names in this thing, and now I went with Angelo. Angela invites the Petardis for a disastrous barbecue as Petardi keeps challenging Maselli and losing. Angela and Darlene, once informed, convince hero Tony to deliberately let the klutz win at pool, hoping that will restore his self-esteem and hopefully save his marriage. Sorry, it took... That was a lot. I, I hate this episode. I'm just going to say it now. <laughs> I think that review is better than the episode. It is. <laughs> and I'm getting angry listening to that review because they're just going to um, reward this man for his horrible behavior. Okay. And, and yeah, All right. Yeah, let's just go. This episode was written by Gene Bronstein and Bob Perlow. This is the first episode for each of them, but not their last. So they will be writing... Quite a few. Let me see. I pull oh, it up. Boy, we here. should figure out what they are. Seventeen episodes. Oh wow. For Gene. Um, some of them are so what's interesting is okay, there are a couple of things here. Okay. Why is this episode the season finale? Right. Last I mean, that's week's out episode of the game. was way stronger than this one. Last week's episode was a season finale. It was. It amped up the romance. Yep. And it was just a stronger episode overall. Yeah. But this, so they wrote the two Tonys and then they wrote Sam's car. So I wonder if there was some sort of deal where they got to write the season closer and the season opener. I don't even know if that would be a thing. But uh, that almost makes sense because this episode, not that they didn't know anything about the show or the characters, but it comes out of nowhere. It's one of those, what I I like to call an isolated episode that doesn't build on anything. Yes. Which is fine. Those are fine. Some of those episodes are funny. but. This just comes out of nowhere. And for a finale, yeah, I feel like sweeps. I need a cliffhanger, and this does nothing for yeah, me. Yeah, no, not at all. Anyway. Okay, so yeah, so I don't understand why this was the season finale, especially since um, the episode we watched last week, Felt Sweet like Talk, Sweet sweet Sleep Talk, Sweet Talk, Sleep Talk, Sweet Talk, was shot way beforehand. Right. So it's not like it wasn't ready or... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll never know. Unless we this episode somebody. wasn't ready because they had to build that other set. I have no idea. Before but, the next 11 to 12 months, I want answers. We'll find somebody. <laughs> okay, so we might be able to talk to a writer at some point. So if well, we can... Um, I'll try They're not going to know. They won't know. Well, no, they won't know specifics. But I'm just curious about how some of these writing things worked. Like if some episodes were contracted out or if people submitted scripts and they accepted some. Obviously through agents and stuff, professionals submitting scripts. Um, and then they were accepted. So, yeah, I'm just curious as to how the writing um, worked. Okay. When this episode opens, it is... We believe like one of the first days of spring. It's kind of the one of the first warm days. And Mona's sure. walking into the house carrying a flower. Mm. Angela's like, oh, mother, so sweet. You went to the Wilson's garden and ripped off your first flower of the season. <laughs> so, and Mona's like, it's a rite of, it's the rite of passage when spring. Rite of spring. Rite of spring. And she's like, it's when the first hard hats come out and say, hey, baby, you want some of this? Like, what the? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do you I want guess some of this? The construction workers are out and just being disgusting. And guess who likes it? <laughs> of course, Mona likes it. I feel like you never get to hear stories about the construction workers you see who just say hi and are perfectly polite people. I know, but I think, I don't know. That's a thing of the past, I think, construction <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure at least they yelling probably at used women. to. And they, yes, I'm sure. Way but more than they do now. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I know there's a King of Queens episode that they base it on that. Like, Really? Yeah, but it, it's like Doug pays the construction workers to yell at Carrie to make her feel make her better. Feel- <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of goes in that direction. I know. But anyway. Because it is disgusting, but then you're also like, well, mm, thanks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, They on. like what they see. Yeah. <laughs> so Angela's like, isn't that a bit crude? And Mona says, that's the point, Angela. Yes, come on, So she Angela. goes into the kitchen to do who knows what with this random flower she's stolen. Now, the kids come in from that side door in the back, and they are very excited because they just beat Tony at a game of basketball. They're like, we crushed him. And Tony's like, oh, no, you know, I let them win. Next time I'm going to play with both hands. (laughs) And Sam's Sam's like, oh, come on, Dad. Remember how you always say winning is everything? Well, boy, you were wrong. And so they leave. They're all proud of themselves. But again, Tony's trying to let Angela know, like, you know, I, I let them win to help build their confidence. Right. And right. An, But Angela's not buying it. She's like, you are so competitive and you hate to lose. But Tony says that he hasn't had much practice at it. Now, I can see that's kind of true. Like, good things happen to Tony Maselli and yeah. he does win a lot. But uh-huh. let's not forget, he was not a great baseball player. That's well, yeah, that's true. Even before he hurt his shoulder, we're always hearing stories about how he had bad batting yeah, averages he was batting or two hundred and yeah, or his team lost when mm-hmm. somebody was hoping the other team would win. So yeah, I mean, he has a little bit of experience with losing, and he says, "Okay, you know what? I'm gonna go make you the best lunch. I'm gonna go make you a winning lunch mm. because it's the first. It's a beautiful, warm day, and uh, it's gonna be great." But Angela's like, "You know what?" Instead, why don't we go over to the Fairfield Inn and get a nice, refreshing salad? That's what (laughs) Angela would like for this first. Is is this, um, I'm sorry, is this a, is the Fairfield Inn something that's already been referenced? Yes. And I'm drawing a blank. The Fairfield Inn is where um, Angela and Jeffrey and he and that other girl went to have sex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I knew knew it sounded familiar and I'm like, what what episode was Fairfield in? And he also had sex with Angela's sorority sister at the Fairfield Inn. Oh, right. So the Fairfield Inn is just where you go have sex. So why don't you guys Or have a nice salad. (laughs) (laughs) It's the first day of spring, guys. Go have a nooner and then you can have a salad afterwards. Rites of spring. Yeah. Yeah, Get a salad afterwards. But he says, no, it's, let's do this right. Let's get a big, thick roast beef sandwich dripping with mustard and a side order of beans with the little pork cubes floating around in there. That's what he considers to be refreshing on the first one day of spring. Now, what I'm thinking is when you go to the Fairfield Inn, you sit outside and have your salad because it's a nice day. Mm -hmm. And Tony says, no, we're going to go to a a divey ass bar right. in Brooklyn right. when yeah. there's no windows and we're going to have a nasty roast beef sandwich. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know. And Angela, at first, like, she's like, okay, roast beef, I can be convinced. That, and listen, I, I understand, uh, no. Angela. Nope. I can definitely be convinced yeah. of roast really? beef you, anytime. You think? <laughs> um, but so she's like, sign me up. Where are we going? And he says, Marty's Melody Room. She's like, that dive in Brooklyn? And he says, it's not a dive. It's a joint. It's a joint. So now they drive one hour and 16 minutes, which I know. is what... <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like, I know it's far. I asked Alexa, because I don't want to say her name loud, how long it would take. And she said one hour and 16 minutes from Fairfield, Connecticut to Brooklyn. Mm. So I would be super hangry by this point. Like, no. it must have been like 1030 when he suggested this. Otherwise, it was ridiculous. So they walk into Marty's Melody Room. And it looks just kind of like sad. There's not really a whole lot of people. That looks like there. a little dive bar. I it, like it. It is. It definitely is a fun My little kind dive of place. bar. 
Um, and he's like, oh, it's spring. It's the smell of pool chalk in the air. So he goes in there and he's like, this place hasn't changed at all. Now, here's a, I can't, oh, and I meant to look this up. What? Is this the same bar where she got into the fight with that lady? It kind of looks like it is. Well, it's not the same set, but I, I feel like it was also called Marty's Melody Room. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't think it's the same set? I don't think so because oh. unless, because I don't remember it being this big with the pool table. So it was like kind of smaller. God, what episode was that? <laughs> it was way in season one. All right. I'll pause. Okay, we're back. It is the same bar. Yeah. And right, same title, but the set the looks set a little bit different. The set is different, but there is a pool table. It's just in that first episode, everything's kind of more compact. And when they walk in the door, they don't walk behind the pool table like they do in this episode. But And then Marty's not behind the bar in that episode either. It's Joey mm. Mook. Yeah, Joey Mook. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Okay. So he wa- they walk in, and Tony says, this place hasn't changed a bit. Come on, I'll introduce you to Marty. And he says, hey, Paisan. And then a man turns around at the bar, and it's not Marty. No. And I'm going to say this only because you can't see it, but the man is Asian. Yes. So he's like, oh, you're not Marty. Which makes it funny because right. <laughs> yes. he's not Italian. Exactly. And he says, oh, no, I'm Kim Lee, but you can call me Marty because I'm not going to change the name of the place. Yeah. Which is good because if somebody, I mean, you know, I don't know the reputation of Marty's Melody Room. Tony really seems to like it. Yeah. But if you buy a place and they ha- it has a good reputation, you normally don't, don't want to change, change the name. The name right. You don't want people to think it's going to be different. And he's like, oh, okay, Marty, well, do you still have the roast beef sandwich? And he says, oh, yeah, it comes with fried rice and an egg roll. I know. See, uh, yeah, so why, now why I, has it got to go down Yeah, now road? I don't like that. Because why would it have to come with fried and it, rice and The place and an did change because the sandwich comes with fried <laughs> yes. rice and an egg roll. And which is totally fine, but... But it doesn't make any sense it doesn't except make, for the fact that it's an Asian guy. It's just a cheap joke because it's an right. Asian guy. Right. Okay. Uh, so then Angela says, all right, and then throw in a couple of brewskis, barkeep. Yeah. Oh, Angela. <laughs> I know. Tony's like, oh, Angela, that inner city talk. He's getting a little Tony's turned on. a little turned on. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then I think Angela says something like, you're bad, bro. Right. So it just went that too, just a little too far. Yes. I'm sorry. What did he say his name was? Oh, Kim Lee. Okay. Kim so. Lee, yeah. Kim Lee hands them the bar, uh, the beers, and they go to sit down. So Tony sees a pool table. He's like, oh, Angela, look, a pool table. Let me show you some moves here. Get ready to watch the master. Again, Tony's no, very competitive. He's got to show off. He wants to show off for his lady here. Watch the master. <laughs> so he breaks the balls, and they go scattering everywhere, and Angela is quite impressed. She's like, oh, look, you hit them all, and they ran around, and you got one in. <laughs> and Tony's like, oh, you know, yeah, sometimes I can get two or three in. I know. He's got to keep bragging. Of course. So he asks her if she would like to try. And she's all like, oh, I don't know. And, okay, didn't, haven't we already set up that Mona <coughs> is like a pool shark? Is a pool shark a thing? Is that the right word? No, um, that's a card shark. No, no. Well, there is a pool shark. Oh, okay. But I think it's more of like, isn't that where you act like you're not good and then... Well, she did do that, I think, in an episode. Yeah, that. Well, then that is the exact definition oh, really? of a pool shark. Oh, really? Okay. Act like you're not good, and then you just oh, everybody starts betting. Means? People oh, start I betting, see. and then they get in, and they just kill everybody, gotcha. and they make a bunch of money. So Angela was a card shark that in that episode where she played poker with them. Then. Right. Okay, I did not realize shark. that. Shark. Okay, so he sets up a really easy hit for her, or I don't know. Hit. <laughs> a really easy poke. What well, would you I call it? I, 
don't know if I'd call it a hit or a poke. <laughs> well, here's my favorite. Shot. This I think is it's a be, shot. This is, okay, not a hit. shot. There we go. That's what. That's the word I'm looking for. So here's one of two of my favorite parts of this episode. Yeah. So he's showing her how to play pool, and he sets it up, and then he's trying to get her to hold it correctly, and their little fingers are doing like a little footsie dance. Mm. It's your little finger dance. It's very cute. The old finger dance. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, you know, it's tricky. Yeah, it's okay. You got it. So then he, and he says, you know, okay, now I do this, and then he kind of like, he tells her, don't be disappointed if you don't hit anything because it takes years of practice. So she's getting all ready, and then he kind of like, Pull, tugs her to the side a bit like in front of him to position her and then she gives him a look and he's like oh i'm just you know pointing you in the right direction so of they're course. being a little flirty here so she hits the ball and she makes it in and she's very excited she's so proud of herself she's so proud of herself and then tony's just like yeah okay right whatever give me the stick because he's he's he can't, doesn't want her to be too good he's still gonna be better right but like give her a chance i know so now he sets up another shot, and he hits the ball, and right as that's happening, a woman walks in, and she yells, hey, Kim Lee, make two roast beefers, and make sure they're thick and dripping with mustard. Mm. And as soon as Tony hears the voice, he's like, I know that voice. So he says, Darlene, and the lady who's at the bar now turns around, and she recognizes Tony. Yeah. They obviously know each other. So they're like, oh, I can't believe it's you. I can't believe it's you. And they give a hug. And he's, she says, what are you doing here? And then she's like, oh, wait, don't tell me. It's the first warm day of spring. So is getting That's a, a common thing. A hot roast beef sandwich with beans and pork cubes. I don't know. Like a, <laughs> I, don't, I, looked it, I looked it up. I didn't see anything. Okay. So I don't know if that's like well, a, it's like a Brooklyn thing. A Brooklyn thing, maybe, thing yeah. So either Tony. it was something that's an inside thing with Tony Danza or it doesn't exist and they just made it up. I just realized in the background here, you can see a photograph of a nun on the wall. Oh. So he's like, yeah, you got that right. So he's all excited. He's like, oh, finally, one of the guys. So he introduces her to Angela. And she's like, oh, I always love meeting one of the guys. <laughs> now, this guy is a blonde woman who's very attractive, tall, thin, and obviously knows Tony. So she's like, oh, so nice to meet you. And she, he's, he introduces her as Darlene Del Vecchio. Great Italian name. I know. Um, that is all of these names. And he doesn't really say that they dated at this point or anything, but then she corrects him and says, well, it's actually Petardi now. Right. And Tony says, oh, some guy got lucky. And she says, lots of guys got lucky. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. That's one, right. one okay, way to it. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, and she says, but wait until you see the one that I ended up with. He's very successful, and he has the sweetest disposition. And just then, her sweet, sweetest disposition husband comes bursting through the doors, and he's yelling that there's no place to park in the neighborhood, and he wants his food. So then she goes and gets him, and she's like, oh, Tony, here, come. I want you to meet a friend of mine. So she introduces him to Tony Maselli and Angela Bauer. She says, this is my husband, Tony Petardi. Mm. Now, Tony Petardi immediately knows Tony Maselli. He's heard the name before. And so he's like, oh, Legend. you're... The famous Tony Masselli. Yeah, legend. Yeah. And Tony's like, he, first he thinks it's a good thing. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, maybe he thinks he knows him from playing baseball right. or whatever. <laughs> and uh, but he's it, he instead knows Tony because of his wife. So he asks, Tony Maselli asks Tony Petardi how he's doing. 
And he's like, oh, I, I do incredibly well, unbelievably right. well. Like right. He's trying to be all like fancy and puffed up around Tony. Angela asks them, do you live around here? And Darlene says, no, but Tony's first mattress store is right around the corner. Mm. So he started with one mat- mattress store. In Brooklyn. Right. Now he has three outlets. He's a wholesaler. He's a retailer. He has tons of mattress stores. And his wife calls him her little mattress munchkin. Now, if if he wasn't in the mattress business, somebody calling you the mattress munchkin, <laughs> that's t- it's a terrible nickname. Even if you're in the mattress business, I know, it's still someone a calling nickname. you a mattress munchkin. My nickname is the mattress munchkin. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, I guess it's not something you own. <laughs> Right. So then Angela notices that there's a hair in her beer. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> let's get back to Marty's melody room here. And uh, Tony's like, oh, just like the old days. And Darlene's like, oh, yeah, she understands too. So then Angela says, but you what know. What's oh, the significance of the hair in the beer except just like that? It's, well, one. Oh, it's the old, just like the old days. Right, I guess one, just because it's a dive bar. And two, we've got to set up Darlene's next insult to her husband, which that That's this right. happens okay. to her yeah. all the time. How could I forget? Tony sheds like crazy. Right, right. He was voted in high school most likely to, to recede. recede. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, I remember now. But she must have just heard that story because I don't get the impression that they all went to high school together because it doesn't seem like Tony Maselli knows Tony Petardi. And it doesn't seem like Tony Petardi knows Tony Maselli other than what right. he's heard from Darlene. Oh, okay. So I think she just, he just probably, like, why would you tell your wife that? In high school, I was voted most likely to recede. <laughs> or she's just insulting him again and making that up. And Angela's trying to cover for him she, or help him out. She's like, oh, well, you know, a lot of men lose their hair. It's perfectly natural. But Darlene says to Tony Maselli, except for you, Tony, right. you seem to have more hair now than you did in high school. Not sure how that's possible, but <laughs> sure. And Tony Maselli's like, oh, you know, trying to play it off. It's, it's a curse. It's really hard to dry. Mm. So then Angela says she needs the ladies' room because she would like to go freshen up. And Darlene offers to go with her because she needs someone to hold the door shut. Right. And you have to uh, dodge the mop that's in there, too. Right. <laughs> and as they're walking... And how does Tony know there's a mop in the lady? I room? don't know, because he's probably had sex in that women's oh, okay. restroom. <laughs> that's why. So as they're walking off to the restroom, Angela says, asks Darlene, like, so were you and Tony an item? And she's like, well... I could tell you where his other tattoo is. Oh, boy. Yeah, and Angela's interested. She says, let's talk. And they go to the bathroom. So Darlene's basically saying here that they were never really boyfriend and girlfriend, and it was more of just kind of a hookup. Uh, So Tony and Tony sit down, and Petardi asks Miss Ellie, how do you make a buck? And Tony's like, well, you know, I'm actually Angela's housekeeper. And Tony Petardi's like, oh, that's, you know, an interesting line of work. How much do you pull down? <laughs> Tony's like, I don't really like to talk about money. And then Tony Petardi's like, I love talking about money. Yeah, of course. That's how I got a big house with a big yard. I think your, um, your episode's going to cut here. Okay. He says, I have a big dog, a big parakeet. And then Tony says, and big newspapers, <laughs> which did make me laugh. I know. Because <laughs> if your funny. parakeet is large, you're going to need big newspapers. A lot newspapers of newspapers. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tony doesn't want to talk to this guy anymore. 
So he's like, hey, uh, Kim Lee, where are the sandwiches? And Tony Batardi's like, oh, I'll handle this. So he gets up and he goes over and says, hey, Kim Lee. Yeah, you got a VIP over there. Yeah, a VIP, a very important Batardi. Oh, dear. I know. This guy. And I love uh, Kim Lee's character here. I wish we would have seen him again. He's like, oh, coming right up, sir. What a jerk. Yeah, the guy walks away. He's like, what a jerk. Um, so Tony comes back to the table and he's like, you know, I know how to handle people. I got a big staff, a big office, a big typewriter. Yeah, of course. What does that mean? It's just, it's just extension (laughs) of the penis. (laughs) Everything's big. Tony Petardi kind of, uh, reminds me of Donald Trump. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So (laughs) pretty much Tony's like, Angela. So. Tony Batardi asks Tony Maselli if he would like to play a game of pool because Darlene told him that he was a good pool player back in high school. Mm. Back He's probably back not so a very good player anymore because he was younger then. And Tony's like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. And then Darlene comes out with Angela and she hears them talking about pool and she says to her husband, be glad Tony doesn't want to play because he would kill you. Obviously, she knows. She remembers the legend (laughs) of Tony and the pool table. Yes. And this woman just, she doesn't really have a filter around her husband. Like, she just keeps saying mean things to him and also things that probably don't make him feel good about himself. But she's not his problem. This guy is just kind of an asshole all around. Okay, so she says that he'll kill you. And then Tony says, well, thank you for your support. So... Right then, the sandwiches are ready. So Kim Lee says, "Here, the roast beef sandwiches are two to stay and two to travel." Yeah, very cool. <laughs> I, know. I like that. Um, so Darlene and Tony say goodbye, and Darlene's like, "You know, it was great to see you again." And she says to Angela, "We'll see you tomorrow." Right. Who invites? Okay, so then Tony's like, "Why are we going to see them tomorrow?" Oh, at the barbecue, and he's like, "Why are we going to see them tomorrow? Where's this barbecue? Do we have to go?" And she says, "No, we're we're actually hosting it." Yeah. So, so like time out. Yeah. She pretty much said tomorrow we'll have a barbecue, not n- maybe knowing what Tony's plans are. Maybe Tony. Right. It's Sunday. I Doesn't mean, Tony get a day off? I don't know. Probably not. But now <laughs> Tony's got to plan a whole freaking barbecue. I know. Because you know Angela's not planning it or cooking or no. doing anything no no who's going to so the so much it's... for relaxing around the right and <laughs> tv and watching some baseball she no went, she went into the bathroom for like 37 seconds and next thing you know these people are coming over for a barbecue <laughs> and she found out where his other tattoo is yeah i bet she didn't even pee she had no time All right okay so he's like no 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 i don't he doesn't want to have that she's like oh it'll be fine now we're at the next day Day of the barbecue. Yeah, and you know what? I gotta, I gotta give Tony some props yeah. here. It's a charcoal barbecue. Oh. None of that easy gas <laughs> <Right>? shit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're going charcoals. I'm gonna light the coals. Yeah. I'm gonna let How them do you know flame up. What the temperature up. is? I, <laughs> that's the secret of grill. That's, right. That's the manly way to grill. You throw <laughs> is all that the what coals you have to do in when there. You go camping? Yeah, this is how we. We That's do when we go camping. Oh, and then you just, it, I mean, it gets super hot. I guess and like, you could put really a little thermometer you, in there, no? Yeah, you think Tony Maselli's putting a I mean, thermometer yes, in Yes, I do. No. But, no. <laughs> no. No, but you just, he like, just you get knows. as hot as you can. Yeah. I mean, usually when you cook burgers, it's got to be like 500 degrees anyway. Yeah, that's so. true. Uh, that's, you know, that's very Tony with the, yeah, with the barbecue. That's, maybe there weren't a lot of, I mean, there were gas grills back then, but. Yeah, but I feel like. 
I mean, charcoal I, I barbecues like were way more. Yeah, That's true. yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Jonathan says, "What a feeb! Who invited him anyway?" I mm. feel like there was something cut out of this version, even like leading up to Jonathan saying, "What a feeb!" But maybe right not. because like what in was Jonathan's interaction with? Right, I don't know. <laughs> they don't say. Yeah. And look, Angela's at least helping out by making a salad. No. She's helping Tony for the barbecue that she. Oh, okay. Well, I'll make the salad. Right. <laughs> And and I, we had to look up Phoebe. I didn't know what Phoebe meant. Yeah, and it just Phoebe means a stupid person. Foolish or stupid person. Yeah. Okay. Now, so he walks out and Tony's like, that's a good question. Asking Angela who invited him anyway. And then he goes over to do something else. And Samantha comes in. And she's like, this guy is a total doofus. What is he doing in our backyard? And she goes running out of the kitchen. Like everybody well. knows this guy's an idiot. I know. This guy is an idiot. And... Tony says, oh, another good question. So Angela's like, okay, you know, I invited them because I thought you might like to have some people from over from Brooklyn. And he's like, yeah, some people, not some petardies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> petardies. <laughs> but. That doesn't sound right. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you think, you don't think that was. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. But that's how my brain was working Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Now. now I'm a little suspicious of that. Uh-huh. Okay. And Angela already knows all of his friends, so why doesn't she just invite some of them over? Um, Okay, so she's like, all right, let's just be good hosts, put on our happy faces, and get back out there. Mona stands up. Oh, I forgot to mention, Mona's been in the kitchen this whole time. (laughs) Uh, I know, you did forget to mention that. (laughs) There she is. And she says, you know, this reminds me of your 10th birthday party. I think I'll do what I did then. Goodbye. Mm. And she leaves. So you left your 10-year-old daughter. Yeah, I know. It's like, you, you know, it's like... You wonder why Angela has so many freaking problems. <laughs> so from outside, Tony Batardi is yelling, Hey, Maselli, how about a game of badminton? And Tony says, No, thanks. He yells out the window. And he's like, What's the matter? What's the matter? Are you scared? Scared of the little birdie? So he's getting all angry and he's going over. He's like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to mop up the yard with him. Yeah, what does that mean? I've heard of mop up the floor. <laughs> well, yeah, wouldn't you like? You don't mop mow, up a yard. Mow, mow the yard with him. I'm gonna mow him down. <laughs> I don't know. That was funny. And Angela's like, "Don't go out there and make a scene. Just remember, you're a bigger person than he is." And he's like, "Don't say the word big, because that's all that guy describes. Everything he has is that big. Is big." And she's like, "Okay, I won't. I promise." So she's like, "How about we go out there and throw another shrimp on the Barbie?" All and right. he's like, "Okay, I'll grab his feet." I know. Do you know where the shrimp on the Barbie comes from? Is that from a Crocodile Dundee? It is, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I just didn't I realize do it went back that far, but it was um, shrimp on the Barbie. Is a, it, fr- this is what I found on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. It's a phrase that originated in a series of television advertisements by the Australian Tourism Commission, starring Paul Hogan, okay. from 1984 to 1990. So it would make sense that yeah. they were probably very popular. Yeah, at this point, those commercials yes. were running all the time. And in the full quote spoken by Hogan is, "I'll slip an extra shrimp on the Barbie for you." Okay. So, so it's um, not actually in the movie, but it's that guy. No, it, it was a commercial right, advertising. Right, right, right. You know, to, it's from the Australian tourism right, group right. trying to get people to come to <laughs> <That's> Australia. <funny. laughs> And then, um, and the actual slogan of the ad was, come on, say good day, or something. Oh. I don't know. Side note, I had a huge crush on him. 
when Crocodile Dundee came out. Oh, is that right? Yes, um, and I was probably like eight. <laughs> and well, he was probably 50. <laughs> well, that's all right. <laughs> 50. I don't know but, how old he um, was. I didn't, I mean, I, everybody always says that, and I know it was Shrimp on a Bar. I, had, I looked it up, I'm like, I want to know what the reference is. I and thought it was an Outback Steakhouse these, reference, too. Well, I think that actually this Wikipedia article covers that or oh, whatever. Okay. But um, but the original thing was, and then the ads ran between 1984 and 1990, which would make sense that right. they were very popular there. during this um, the, during Who's the Boss? Gosh, sorry. Now, Angela thinks that that's very funny. She's turned around and she's laughing so hard. And Tony goes out into the... And this is where the antenna TV one picks up, right? right or is I, it even I later than this? I pick back up again. Why don't... Um, I, yeah. Close to this. Okay. Yeah. So he's out there and he's like, you know, I can't believe you, Maselli. You invite me over here and you don't want to play any games. Like, who invites you over to a barbecue and then just starts playing games? No one said anything about games. No. Barbecue means you're going to get fed. Sit down is, in a chair and have a beer and shut your face. So is, is she... Sitting now, she's sitting in a chair. She's sunning. She has one of those. Things. Oh, is that what she has? I don't know what the hell is going on. Or is there. that a newspaper? No, no she has one of those things, like a sun thing. Yes, so that like eighties sun thing. Yeah, the thing, the threefold thing, and you put yes. it over, and it gives you sun. So not only <laughs> I didn't are you notice then... that the first time we watch it till right now. <laughs> not only are you then damaging your face from above, but you're actually able right. to damage your face from below. Well, you can evenly damage your face. <laughs> You can make sure that that little piece of your nose that normally touch points to the ground is burnt. gets sun. Right? <laughs> Looks red. Oh my god, that's hilarious! That that's what she's doing. Yes, so I don't, silly. I don't actually know. I don't remember anyone in real life using I've those. I never saw somebody with. But them. I, I don't remember think. being big in movies and TV shows yes. in the eighties. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So. Now Tony's had it with him, and he's like, okay. Can you imagine now just showing up at some public <laughs> pool with that? I'm like, people be like, what is happening over there? And you're just like settling in, and I'm holding Oh, little... man, I wish we would have seen this before we just went to the beach. I know. I would have done, done it. Yeah. I don't Who? Where could you even buy one of those? I, I have don't, to look on have eBay. To make it. Yeah, you have to make it. some cardboard and some aluminum foil. <laughs> oh, my I gosh, that's even you. better. I know. Okay. Um, so now Tony's all pissed off with this guy, and he's like, listen. Name your game, your time, and your place, and I'm there. And Angela comes running over. <laughs> She's like, this is, remember, this is a barbecue. Not, not a track a, and field <laughs> event. <yeah. laughs> and, uh, the, and the wife's getting involved, too. She says, She's right, shortcake. Remember your ulcer, and you don't want your tendonitis to flare up. This guy's got a lot of problems. I know. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> and this lady is no help to him whatsoever. I know. He's like, why don't you just give them my whole medical history? She's like, I didn't mention the hiatal hernia. Oh, God. What is the hiatal? Is that just a regular I hernia? I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. I, don't know. I mean, like regular hernia. Like, I, I don't even know if there's more than one type. Or maybe there's maybe the regular and then there's the hiatal. <laughs> Big they all just sound horrible. They do. They, are. they do. Nobody don't want any of them. No. All right. And so he's like, okay, you know, so Mar uh, I'm sorry. Tony Petardi says, okay. Pool, Marty's Melody Room, tomorrow. Mm. Did he say tomorrow? He does say tomorrow. So what is this, a three-day so weekend? So they had to spend three straight days with these people. <laughs> God. And so wait, did Angela take the... So, okay. So Angela took the day off for the competition. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Was Yeah, was it fri Was it like a spring Friday? Maybe it's a holiday weekend? I don't know. Who knows? Oh, maybe it maybe. was Memorial Day. Yeah, I don't know. Because now, yes, they're on the third May. day of going to do something with these people. 
So he's like, okay, you're on. And he says, you're dead meat. And he says, you're deader meat. Mm. And then Angela says, I love barbecues. Mm, I know. (laughs) Stop trying. I know. Zero help. Okay, so now we're in the kitchen where Angela's drying some dishes. Look, at least she made the salad and she's drying some dishes. dishes. That's fine. And Tony Petardi comes in and he's like, this is a lovely place you have here, Angie. And he says, tell me, how old are your mattresses? She's like, excuse me? And then she remembers that he's the mattress king. She's like, oh, I don't know, like nine, ten years maybe? And he's like, you should really replace them. You don't want to commit matricide. This guy's such a cheese ball. I know. Also, we should point out that he's wearing like a powder blue shirt. He's wearing like a 70s looking outfit. I know. Powder blue shirt with like a big white collar and like powder blue plaid pants and then a sports coat over that. Or a blazer, whatever that would be called. Um, And so he says, you know, I'm the king of mattresses, and I could easily make you my queen. And he goes up behind her and grabs her. And then she does like an elbow strike to him, and he doubles over. And she's like, it worked. My instructor was right. (laughs) No, it's great. (laughs) So apparently Angela takes self-defense classes at night. (laughs) Where's that episode? I know. And this guy's a cheese ball. I know. This guy is horrible. Okay, so now she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Right. So she's now apologizing to this married man who just made a pass at her in her own kitchen. And he's like, oh, you know, it's it's fine. And he's like, I'm the one that's sorry. He's... he tells her to stay away from him because he's now afraid of her. And he's like, you know, I'm just under a lot of pressure lately. I know. But this is, this almost feels like a scenario that probably happened over and over again back in the, well, I say back in the but 80s. I know. Probably, probably all the time. Not all the time. Man, yeah. I'm under a lot of pressure and women are apologizing. Right. I'm so sorry that I came on to you. I'm just, you know, I'm really under a lot of pressure. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's just. This is one of the main reasons I can't stand this episode because right. this guy is a total douche and they just like reward his like behavior off, by right. trying to make him feel better about himself. I know. Like he should have gone right outside and told. Uh, she he should have told her what his wife. That's what I'm saying. Yes, That's your husband just made a pass name. at me and you need to leave now. Right. Okay. So he says, you know, for years I've been chasing the myth of Tony Maselli and you have no idea what it's like living in the shadow of another person. But Angela's like, oh, I do. And so she tells him the story about her college roommate, who I'm guessing is Trish, the lady that we met, who slept with Tony at the Fairfield Inn. Right. (laughs) Um, That she was a head cheerleader, she was homecoming queen, and she had a boyfriend named Dirk. And he's like, listen, this is my problem that we're talking about here. And she's like, oh, yeah, sorry, okay. And then you can tell that um, Angela's visibly frustrated. (laughs) Now, I don't think you have this part in the antenna TV version. This is when he says, sometimes I think Darlene married me just so that when we make make love and she calls out Tony, she won't be saying the wrong name. Oh, dear. I know. Now Angela looks like she wants to leave this kitchen so badly and she doesn't know what's happening. He says, I have to put up with that every third Tuesday, like clockwork. Uh. Third Tuesday. <laughs> so every three weeks on Tuesday. Only on Tuesday. Yes, he gets to have sex. I wonder why it's Tuesday. I don't know. Maybe there's nothing good on TV. They obviously don't have children. Okay. I know. Um, so he's like, every third Tuesday, like clockwork. And Angela's like, okay, I need to get out of here. So now outside by the grill, by the charcoal grill that Tony has mastered. Yes. 
uh, you know, she's saying to him, Darlene's saying to him, you know, I just want you to know he's usually a very sweet person. (laughs) Yeah, except for just now in the kitchen. Right, yes. She says maybe his colon was acting up. She says, I'm sorry, spastic colon was acting colon. (laughs) And now Tony's like, listen, whatever you do, don't let your Blue Cross Blue Shield run out. I know, because he's got got a lot of problems. (laughs) He does. And she says that she thinks it's partly mental. And he's like, yeah, I'm sure it is. And he's like, you know, it would probably help if you didn't put him down so much. And I think that this is actually really good advice for Tony to give this lady. I don't like either of these people, and I really don't care what happens to them. But I think it's nice that he is kind of saying to her, like, you know, you need to not insult him, especially in front of other people, if this is someone that you truly care about. Right. Even though the guy's a jerk. Right. right. I mean, he's a jerk, and that's a complete side, you know. Don't look up spastic colon. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, that's is it it's people, what you think it could be. Is it pooping yourself? No. no. Oh. I mean, a, yeah, prop, maybe. Oh, it's okay. like irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, okay. Got so, um uh, it's sometimes used to refer to irritable bowel okay, syndrome. Okay, got it. There's a lot of either bloating, constipation, and diarrhea. Oh. So you get a little bit of everything. Right. <laughs> Smorgasbord. I know. Okay, she, and she's like, what do you mean? I, why, I don't put him down. I love my little butterball. Oh, see, she yeah. doesn't know. I know. He's like, oh, well, there you go. You don't call a grown man a butterball. And she says it's a term of endearment. And he's like, yeah, for a turkey, maybe, but not <laughs> for a person. So she's like, oh, you really understand human nature. You should have been a bartender. (laughs) Or. Which is funny because in the last episode, we had the bartender who was also a therapist to Angela. That's true. Those two episodes were not meant to air back to back because of their shooting order. But it's funny that there's a parallel there. Okay. So he's like, oh, yeah, the road not taken. So. Darlene's telling Tony, I'm really worried about him. Like, if he loses, isn't this going to damage his ego? And Angela's like, I think it could. She comes out from the kitchen. Instead of saying, your husband just made a pass right, at me. Right, that's what, like, oh, no, let's make this guy feel better about himself, even though he's a son of a bitch. <laughs> she, Doesn't make know, any sense. Angela's all like, oh, yes, I think it definitely will damage his ego. So she says she has an idea, and Tony's like, you want me to call off the match? She's like, no, I want you to throw the game. And Tony's appalled by this suggestion. Yeah, come on. Yeah. And so then Darlene says, this could be the answer to everything. It would give him back his self-esteem. This could save our marriage. This could even save his life. Okay. What? I know. This shouldn't be up to these two people to save this man's anything. Like, this man needs help, and maybe we should go see a therapist. Right. Possibly a, Much a physician at Idea. this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So... He's like, no, I don't, I never throw a game. You know, I don't even uh, give points or shave points. He's like, you, you play and you play to win and you do your best every single time. And Angela says, if you lose, then you never have to see this guy again. And he's like, okay. So he's right. in. All of a sudden, it's a good idea. Yes. Now he's ready. So now we're at the day I mean, of the you game. Could, you could not see him again anyway. I know. Just say, you I want you to, to leave to... now. <laughs> All right, and don't ever come back, and that's how you never see him again. <laughs> stupid. Okay, so now we're at Marty's Melody Room for, I guess, the, the holiday Monday. Who knows? Uh, or right, maybe right. this is Sunday, and they had Friday off. I really don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We'll never know. We'll never we know. Got, we have to move on and let it go. And Angela's saying, oh, I hope you have a, a terrible game. 
And they're they joking because he's got up loose. And she says, now don't forget to act disappointed. And he's like doing, okay, well, hang on, you know. Oh, shucks. Oh, darn. Do you not have this part? I don't think I have any of it. Really? It's weird. Yeah, it just fades up from black and Tony's racking the pool table. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so then she's like, well, don't overdo it. So then he's like, oh, how about this? I missed. Fooey. They're just being silly. She's like, that's good. Okay. Um, So, yeah. Okay. So then Tony does rack up all the balls and Darlene and Tony Batardi come in and she's holding his pool cue in like a case here. Right. Because he's fancy. He is fancy. Tony, I'm assuming, is just using the one that was on the wall because he is not fancy. Yeah. And so he's like, Maselli. And then Tony says, Batardi. And now Tony Batardi is wearing a full suit. Right. <laughs> Tony Maselli is just wearing a plaid shirt and some jeans. So Tony says to him, nice suit. And then he says, I know. Of course he does. Yeah. So then they're talking about how, how the game's going to be, whatever. Flip a coin, heads, tails, and then it's, it's heads or whatever. And so Tony loses. So I guess Batardi gets to go first. The, woman, the wife is in the background getting the pool cue ready. And so he walks over to Angela. And Batardi says to his wife, Q and his wife goes running over and she hands it to him. Yeah. And then they cut to Tony and he goes, Q and Angela says, Get it yourself. I know. She's like she ain't having it. <laughs> I know. Which is my second favorite part of this episode. <laughs> so silly. I know, it's fantastic. Okay, so now let's just kind of summarize this, because it's just a bunch of guys being stupid. Um so now he goes, Petardi makes the first shot, and he, like, does some weird scream, and the balls barely even I know, break. I didn't understand that. I know. <laughs> and then, oh, but he does say, he asks Kim Lee, is this regulation felt? And Kim Lee's like, of course, Mr. Petardi. And then he says, what a, what a jerk. <laughs> so Tony's like, oh, you didn't really leave me much, but there's, like, balls all over the court. Okay, all over the table. The court. I don't know. You know I don't know sports. Okay. <laughs> so summarizing here, they just kind of go along, and he's letting this guy win, letting this guy win, until right. we get to the point where there's now 21... This guy's up by, like, 21 balls. Yeah. So that's what Tony has to get to be able to win. So Petardi says, you have to clean this table... And the next one, which shouldn't be that difficult since you're a housekeeper. Oh, poking the bear. I know. And then he asks him, would you be more comfortable playing with a mop? So Angela goes over and she's like, all right, just ignore him. Like, you're fine. Tony's doing okay. Then he gets ready to take the shot and Tony Petardi says, what is that smell? And he's like, what cologne is that? Is it Pledge or uh, Pine Saw? And then he's like, oh, no, it's definitely Mr. Clean. Ass. No, this guy's just a horrible person. And again, Angela goes up to him and she's like, Tony, you're okay. And then Tony Petardi says, how did you get to be a housekeeper anyway? Couldn't you find a real job or a job out in the real world? And so Angela goes up to Tony and he's, he's like, Tony. And he's like, yes, I know. I'm okay. And she says, kill him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Kill the butterball. Yeah, kill the (laughs) butterball. And then Tony's like, but Angela, it'll wreck his ego. And she says, he made a pass at me. And he's like, three in the the corner or whatever. And now Tony just goes to town and starts shooting balls everywhere. (laughs) 
And I like they probably just had like some a stage person off camera just like chucking balls into the pockets. Oh yeah, that's how. Guess. Yeah, you could tell that's how they shot because they just yeah. keep showing every corner pocket right. and the balls are just flying in. But they do show some shots of Tony Danza like actually hitting. Well, I on. know, of course, but yes, yeah, like intercut into it. But yeah, it's so it's like a bad to the bone is playing. It's a fast pace montage. Kim Lee is very excited too I know. because he's loving watching Tony kick this guy's ass. I love that they actually used bad to the bone. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I know it's interesting. They, I mean, they definitely would have had to pay for that. You know what I noticed too? I'm sorry. If you remember this last episode um, that we covered, I was saying that Angela's hair was large again. Yes. And that it's been softer in these episodes. And here it again is softer. And I think it's because we found out that they had shot that episode much earlier in the season. And then they started like making her hair a little softer. So maybe that's why it was big again. Because that episode had been shot like the 12th in the season. Because now here again her hair is much softer. Okay, so now we're down to one ball left. Oh, boy. And Batardi's saying it all comes down to this last ball. And he's like, it's an impossible shot. But Tony's like, ah, no problem. And he does his little snaps. Bag of shells. Snap. (laughs) Bag of shells. So then he goes to take the shot, and he misses it. And he's like, oh. And he even seems like genuinely upset. Mm. And Petardi's all excited. He says, watch and weep. And then he shoots and he gets the ball in and he wins the game. Yes. So this little weasel guy's ego is all... It's all, <laughs> it's all, all okay. Oh, yes. Much better. And she, he gives his wife a big hug. And she calls him her hero. And then she says, let's go home and pretend it's Tuesday. Uh, we know what that means. Right. But I mean... Just any Tuesday, or are they going to pretend it's the third Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, <laughs> that's a given. So they, they're, they like, all excited, and they go running out. And um, right before he leaves, I guess Tony Batardi says, like, one last mean thing to Tony. And Kim Lee says, what a jerk. I mean, of course. <laughs> I really Maybe wish we Kim would have Lee seen knows. Kim Lee again in some capacity. I like him. Okay, so... Angela's like, you know, don't feel bad. That was a really tough shot. Because she thinks that he actually lost. And then he's like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's a really hard shot. It's like one in a thousand, maybe one in a million to get that shot. Right. And then he does it perfectly. Right. And true Tony. Yep. Maselli fashion. Exactly. So then Angela says, my hero. Mm. And she gives him a little punch on the on the arm. And he's doing bag of shell snappings again. I know. Always with the snapping. <laughs> Back shells. All right, so now on the tag, they uh, what did they set up another bar? Is this the same day? I don't, I don't understand know. What's That's happening. where I get confused. <laughs> I think they just so had the barbecue set, so yeah. they just went with it and shot that part. But it also so it is the it same also circles back the... to Tony being competitive, so it kind of works. Right. Okay. So it is the same day as the pool match because Angela's wearing the same outfit she had on. Oh, okay. But the kids are wearing different clothes from the barbecue. Okay. So, yes. So this is the same day as the pool match. So it must be a so long they, weekend. So they drove an hour and 15 minutes back. Right. And then set up the barbecue stuff again. Right. Oh, God. Tony had <laughs> so... no rest for the weary. <laughs> so they're all playing tug of war against Tony. So on one side, it's Angela, Mona, Samantha, and Jonathan. And then on the other side, it's Tony. And Tony is closest to the barbecue. 
And Mona says, Jonathan, are you even pulling? <laughs> and he says, Grandma, my hands are bleeding. Oh, poor little Jonathan. <laughs> Can't be any good at tug of war. No. So then they're like, come on, can we stop this? I'm getting hungry. And Tony's like, oh, you know what? I'm actually a little hungry myself. So he tugs all of them over to the barbecue grabs a bun, picks up a hot dog, dips it in mustard. In the actual mustard. Yes, and then takes a bite. And he's like, this is really good. Does anybody want some? And they all say yes, and they let go of the, the rope. No wacky. So then Tony goes flying into the bushes. And that's the end of the episode, That right? is the end of this episode, yes. Okay. You know what? I didn't hate it as much just doing this now. Oh, okay. I mean, I still don't like it. Right. But it had some fun moments. Oh, yeah, for sure it did. But it's just yeah. like, that guy is such a... I know, the guy is a complete... And it just seems like an odd <laughs> season finale. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. We didn't talk about any of the actors. I was so angry. Oh, right. But, um, okay, so the, the, the man who played Tony Petardi, his name is... I have it right here. Derek McGrath. He is a Canadian actor. Ooh. And, yeah, he's been in quite a few things. And I, what I recognized him... Well, I'm sorry, I didn't recognize him from it because I haven't gotten into his episodes yet. But I noticed that he most recently did 13 episodes of a TV show called Kim's Convenience, which oh. is a Canadian show that's been put on Netflix. So there's like four seasons of it on Netflix, and it's really cute. Um, so yeah, so he, and he did quite a bit of work in the 80s. And then the lady Diane Stilwell, who played his wife, not as many credits at all. few things here and there in the 80s, but she hasn't worked in quite a while, no. since 2008 oh was her goodness. last. Yeah. Oh. What happened? Cat just bit my toe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then um, my favorite, Kim Lee, is an actor named Clyde Kasatsu. I don't know if I'm saying that. I correctly. love that it's Clyde. Clyde Kasatsu, and he has. 300. That guy, he, I know. He, I, I know. I, he too. looks familiar. I know. But I mean, he like, has 300 something credits. Yes, That's incredible. 303 credits on He's IMDb. Working. And his latest projects were in 2020. He was in Dirty yeah. John. He's, He's done working. a lot of voiceover work. He was in. Oh, I guarantee. You know what? I bet you I know where he is. I bet you he was in Seinfeld. Probably. I bet you. I'm going to find out right He's now. on General Hospital. NCIS, just a, a lot of stuff. And he's been working since 1970. Oh, my wow. goodness. Was he on Taxi? Let's see. Oh, that's a good possibility, too. I, I he was on Taxi. Uh, Paul, come as you aren't. Okay, so, so the Taxi, yes. It has to be a Tony Danza thing getting all these people from Taxi on Who's the Boss? Because now I think we've hit way too many for it to just be a coincidence. Okay, but anyway, I love that guy, and I would have liked to see him back on his Yeah, 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 it was good. Okay, was so good. you go first with rating. Um, rating, hmm, for this episode? Yeah. I don't know, I'm going to go six and a half. Okay, all right, I that's, think, yeah. Oh, it sounds like that's better than what yours is. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, I had a few moments, um, you know, and I think there was, like you said, the, the, the part where um, they're getting the pool cues, and then... I love when the Angela says, get your own. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's Tony's like, it's funny. With, right after he says, can you help me out here? It's almost funny. Like, why can't he get his own damn pool cue? Because <laughs> he um, just wanted to feel important. I know. Like well, he's not. Munch, munchkin. Too bad. Yeah. Um, uh, but otherwise, I mean, it had some funny parts, but uh, six and a half. I don't know. It wasn't. I'm still disappointed. It's a season finale. I don't know why. I'm very confused. Yes. 
And I you hope know this what else is funny? Again. <laughs> well, listen, season seven is going to be a pretty big disappointment for you. You know what else is funny about that part with the get it yourself is that it's also an insight to what their marriage would be. Uh-huh. Like, this is how this husband and wife operates. He asks the woman for something That's and she true. jumps That's and gives point. it to him. Right. And he would ask Angela and she would say, get it yourself. Of course. Hang on, the dog's got to go out. Okay, we're back. I gave this episode a six. Okay. Well, I, I only gave it a half. No, uh, absolutely. And honestly, I probably would have given it a six and a half if it hadn't been... Although, I think I gave last week's a seven only, right? I don't know. Maybe that one should have been higher. This is Doesn't not matter. a season finale. Right, that's the most irritating thing yeah. about this episode. This is a mid, mid mid-season season goes nowhere. And we really when don't... I say goes nowhere, meaning it doesn't advance. Right, and it right, doesn't right. advance Tony and Angela at all. Yeah, but um, also, um, okay, so sweeps aren't really a thing anymore, right? But sweeps were they huge. Are. No, they're still a okay. thing. They're still a thing. Well, especially for network television, it was huge right. back then. So this is May sweeps, and this is the season finale. Like I don't know. Just seems weird. I know, but they would have gotten it anyway because people would have tuned in thinking that's oh, the last episode of the season. Right. So they would have gotten the ratings but anyway. I, I wonder if they had disappointment after that. <laughs> I don't know. Who's the boss around here? Me or my mother? Or maybe it's you. I went with Tony as the boss. I kind of, it was a toss up between Angela and Tony, but Tony stayed steady with what he thought he should do, even though why did you think you should do that? I don't know. And decided to throw the game at the end anyway, even though Angela said, like, kill him. Kill the butterball. <laughs> kill the butterball. <laughs> and that, that's it. I really don't have any profound reasons as no, to No, no. I'm right there with you. I mean, and yeah, obviously. And then Tony still let him win in the very end, even right. though she said that, which is what you said. And really, that's what makes him the boss. And let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to start season five next episode, and that episode is Sam's Car, and this is one that I definitely remember. We haven't even, we watched it recently, I think, not we too did. long ago. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. It must have been, though, before we started the... Oh, it was, I think. Yeah. Was, I think we watched it with the kids. Right, because one... we were just randomly watching episodes yeah. before we started the podcast. And I think it's one the kids really liked also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you can reach us at Who's the, Bo- Who's the Boss podcast on Instagram. Or go to Twitter, Who's the Boss Pod One, or on Facebook, our page is the Who's the Boss Podcast page, or go to anchor.fm slash WTB Podcast, and there you can leave us a voice message. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a big thumbs up and tell all your friends. And maybe you can tell your grandma, your mother. And your sister or brother, maybe have no siblings. Tell your dog and cats. Bye.